listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 298. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the, you look very devious now that we just spent 30 minutes talking about kink gifts. John Brownstone. Yeah. Uh, you have ideas, don't you? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that video comes out on Monday if anybody cares to know why he looks so devious. <laughs> <laughs> this week, let's talk about hard doms, soft doms, what those words even mean. Uh, spoiler, as with everything, it's highly subjective. And what we think of those terms and the idea of classifying dominance that way. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. Show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also show you can also show the follow. You can also follow the show <laughs> on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. And if anybody ever wonders why I still read that intro, Every week after 298 episodes, that's why, because I can still <laughs> fuck it up. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to do this really weird thing on the internet in large part because of our kinky patrons, and we are so damn grateful. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, join us at patreon.com slash killalords. Uh, if you join anytime between now and February 15th, 2022, you'll get special goodies in the mail in March. Plus, if you sign up as an annual member, you'll get two months free. You can learn more at patreon.com slash killalords. That's patreon.com slash killalords. I love you, but please don't sing to us. Other people <laughs> love to hear you sing, and I have a thing about hearing people sing. Hearing music that's been recorded can handle it. Hearing individual people sing I got, there's a, I react in a way. I don't understand. Even if it's a beautiful voice, I don't, I don't understand. Okay. So uh, no major, major announcements other than I would like to remind the world on JB's path that your shop, the Kinkery mm -hmm. at thekinkery.com does indeed exist. It has not gone anywhere. It will never go anywhere for as long as I live. Thank you. Uh, that might be a bold promise, but you know what I mean. Uh, you are in the middle of restocking from yes. things we sold out over Christmas, but we have plenty if you're looking for kinky gifts uh, for yourself or a significant other. Paddles and canes and wooden knives. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, evil sticks brought those back. We had like way sold out. Yeah. And we've brought brought back the three millimeter size. Uh, the two millimeter, which was our thinnest and meanest, is actually too fragile for heavy users. And we mm -hmm. went, uh, how about we just not do that one anymore? Right. <laughs> so we do three millimeter and knock on wood, we have not had any reported Those have problems. held up very well. For the aggressive Kingster, mm -hmm. the three millimeter seems to survive. Do the trick. Uh, <laughs> so the Kinkery is your shop, JB shop, thekinkery.com is where to go and do the thing. If you sign up for the Kinkery's newsletter, you get a 10% off coupon. All good things. We're there. Feel mm -hmm. free. Here we go. Okay. So let's get into the actual topic. Okay. So I'll, every time we talk about specific terms or titles or labels I or the concept of said uh, terms, titles, or labels, I feel the need to give this disclaimer or some variation of it. 
Labels and titles and the words we use to describe ourselves are inherently personal, okay? Mm-hmm. But we have to have a common language in order to kind of get a vague idea of what we mean. So the way we present this week's topic on soft doms and hard doms may not be an exact fit for how you may use that term. We may even say that's not a term we prefer. That does not negate any anything about how you use it and how you feel about it. Also, we will try based on our understanding to kind of define it. And it is also okay if you define it differently, okay? Our view has always been use the titles and labels that speak to you and make them fit you. Don't try to fit yourself into a <coughs> limiting and rigid definition of what words mean. Words have meaning and it is important to sort of acknowledge that, but also this is kink and we can kind of play with that stuff and use labels in unique and creative ways. And so whatever we say about this, unless we just get it fucking wrong and then please correct us and and educate us if you feel like it, uh, is not meant to take away from your experience with a term, understanding of a term or use of a term. Okay. Was that enough of a disclaimer, Daddy? Yeah. yeah <laughs> if yeah, somebody yeah, is yeah. Uh, determined to be angry at us about this, then they're just going to be. I'm aware. So we are talking about the uh, idea of uh, soft dumb, hard dumb, um, because from our perspective, I think you have, we were doing the math uh, the other day. You are at easily 22, 23 years in the lifestyle now. Yes. This year is 10 years for me. OMG, why do I still feel like a newbie? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and while terms prop these terms probably existed at those times, they were not popular enough to be mainstream, put air quotes around that word, because is anything mainstream and kink? They were not mainstream enough, thanks Lola for knocking the camera, to be something we saw on a regular basis in the bigger, maybe common BDSM spaces. So to us, they're kind of newish, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, my first experience seeing the term soft dom, hard dom was in, and go with me here, uh, they were tweets that had been screenshotted and then shared in places like Pinterest that then would sometimes get picked up and be shared over on like Instagram or in Reddit or in just a Google search. And so, it, but it's, I technically, I guess I, I saw it first on Twitter, even though I was not logged into twitter.com. And they would be these scenarios where somebody would say, oh, you have a soft dom or you're a soft dom. And this is the, you know, the scene that might play out. This is what a soft dom would do, or this is what a mm-hmm. hard dom would do. And I have only become aware of that term probably in the last year, maybe two years at most. Mm-hmm. When and where do you think you first became um, aware of it? Just just recently. I mean, it was something that I, I vaguely remember but wasn't really used too much um, back when I came into lifestyle. I think um, people at that time, I more referred to it as uh, a sensual mm-hmm. dom, mm-hmm. Okay, which I do still see that being used as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, uh, a hard dom, well, you know, that um, didn't really hear that one too much. But at the same time, 
you know, old guard was still in the picture. Not that it isn't anymore, but I mean, it was more prevalent. Sure. Um, just as high protocol. And those were very strict, very hard uh, things to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, protocols. So, you know, yeah, I didn't really hear the term hard dom all that much no and i i'll just say and we're going to talk about some of the kind of definitions i sort of found because i was kind Mm -hmm. of hoping that somebody who's sort of like a like a site that's sort of a known kink education site might crop up to the top of searches and i could be like oh this is how they're defining that how do i feel about that we could talk about that but i actually just sort of found pieces parts of different definitions that happen to be compiled into a single spot Mm -hmm. so that was helpful Mm -hmm. Um, I, in general, don't love the binary delineation between soft and hard simply because when you start looking at the definitions, even just our narrow, limited view on it of your form of dominance and the type of dominance I prefer, I can already see the the variations and the nuance of where well actually you're a little bit of that based on this definition you're a little bit of that based on mm-hmm. that definition and and so i tend to immediately kind of go eh, i don't i don't love this specific idea of the binary now there is a binary between top and bottom but top is such a generalized term that it can mm-hmm. mean so many things um while also being very simple you're giving uh bottom you're receiving or you're accepting or you know however you want to do it that it's intriguing to me mm-hmm. to think about soft dom, hard dom. I related to some of the scenarios I would read. Like like I said, where I first encountered this was somebody on Twitter typing out an imagined scene and calling that this is what a soft dom would do. So the most common ones tended to be sort of the caregiver role of um, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to cuddle you. I'm going to comfort you. And in there, I might be telling you what to do, but it's I might cajole it out of you. I might tease it out of you. Whereas the hard dom, the way those scenarios were described based on my reading i read them typically as sadist or master the owner kind of thing or um or a high protocol like i have a very strict sense of what is appropriate behavior from a submissive and i'm going to enforce that um harshly and quickly Mm-hmm. and uh definitively right like there's not gonna be wiggle room here we're not we're not asking please we're telling that kind of deal so um go ahead yeah and i just wanted to add to this you know like like any other part of, of ds that we've talked about um you know i i read what you read in in regards to this and the definitions and and, and, and we're gonna go over those don't and, worry. and yeah well that all that that's all coming up but um, you know, like any other thing in DS, as, as we said, this is all—all all of this is a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from from one end to the other, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Which is why I also think that there—I don't have a personal problem if somebody wants to use either of these terms and mm-hmm. then have a very unique definition of it for themselves. Because Lola, tell us what you really think about it. Please join our discussion. <laughs> um, so that's why I don't, <laughs> yes, ma'am, I don't love anything that's, that tries to create a, 
a complete delineation between two styles, but I also know that on the internet, there's usually not a lot of room for nuance. And if somebody's writing examples out, they're gonna write the the opposite ends to sort of show the difference. So I get it, but eh, not my favorite. So let's talk about kind of how this gets defined. Now, the resource I found, it ended up being a, bl a blogger friend of mine that I met years ago um, at Eroticon in London, uh, and she's still writing, thankfully, so that's good. <laughs> and she actually did a blog post called, from 2021, of what is a soft dom, but in that, she referenced places where she went to look for the definition, and there mm. was um, a Reddit, a subreddit for BDSM, probably the BDSM community one, and then somebody had sort of answered on Tumblr, and she popped those into that post and then talked about how she sees uh, what it means to be a soft dom. Um, and I'm going to talk about, I'm going to go over the definitions that came from Reddit and from the, a Tumblr post, uh, and then we can talk about what how it's being described and again these are imperfect definitions because somebody had to try to write down a new a highly nuanced thing in some bullet points so i'm not faulting the people who are trying to define a squishy term but we'll just pick it apart because that's what we'll do so the first definition um <coughs> the difference between the two from uh, a bdsm subreddit says soft doms asks you to obey rather than making you pushes your boundaries, but in a cumulative way, which I found very, like an interesting concept, yeah. uh, may be more about the play, less about the aggression or ownership. Uh, when playing mm -hmm. hard, check-ins are gentle but consistent, uh, may be more focused on pleasure without involving pain, may give soft commands knowing that you can fulfill them, may be more encouragement-based. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my little baby girl heart is like fluttering, going, that's, that's totally my jam. I, and in my <laughs> head, because of the labels and titles I'm using, I'm like, well, you just described my daddy, who is a daddy dom but also that's not just what you know for daddy doms but you see where i'm coming from now the hard dom the way they defined it they want to make you obey they may even enjoy making you obey uh, they may give harsh commands knowing that you that you cannot fulfill them they may use degradation rather than encouragement they might be okay with you not being in pleasure the whole time pain may be a big goal for them they may do check-ins while staying in dom mode um, they might focus more on visual and behavioral cues than asking so half of that definition to me defines a sadist <laughs> but, Pretty, yeah but i know that's not how all sadists are and that's sort of my experience with you as a sadist so like the mm -hmm. soft dom you were that it by this definition yeah but you were also like but there a are, third there, of a hard dom. there there are also elements in there right and you know if if you had asked me Nine, ten years ago, mm -hmm. how I identified, I was definitely more of a hard dom. Based on this? Ba based on this. this. Okay. And, you know, now over time, I've morphed and I've... Gone to the soft pen pen side? Pendulum swung a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and yet, I find that based on just this one definition, because we've got the next one coming up, you straddle the line between both almost fluidly and it seems from my perspective effortlessly so mm -hmm. sometimes when it's more about the care and the the making sure i'm okay even as we're we're 
getting kinky or whatever, there is that encouragement. There is that you ask, you don't tell. But mm -hmm. you are absolutely capable to flip on a dime and it's a tell, don't ask. Oh. It's a push you a little bit. It's mm -hmm. a, you know, get a little aggressive. Almost, <laughs> if I'm in baby girl mode, I'll, I'll be telling you how mean you are. Yeah. Uh, which then I get that's that's the response I get that that's the one. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I am sure that there are some people who are only if by this definition, only soft dom, only hard dom. Right. I do think, though, that that's probably rare over the long term. I think mm -hmm. in general, most people would be a blend maybe more to the hard or more to the soft, but still a, a blend. And I also yeah. think that some of that is about personality, but I think some of that might be about who you're with, with, with a partner and your comfort level in your own role and what you want to try and what you want to do and how you want to respect, um, not respect it. That's the wrong word. How you want to, um, there was a word, there was a word, how you want to, portray that how you want to how you want that reflected that was not the word i was going for but that's as close as i can get and the person that you're playing with so in mm -hmm. this one moment maybe the hardness is what they need that harsh like firm thing of i'm not asking i'm taking within consensual boundaries and in the next moment that's not the right thing that they need but you've learned enough about yourself and gotten comfortable yeah. with yourself over the years to go okay i can do a softer thing maybe mm -hmm. it's not soft by somebody else's standards but it's softer than what i normally do and that's more of the flow of not just rigidly being in your role but responding responding to the person in front of you and what they need as well. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't even gotten to the second definition and I'm already on a tear. <laughs> Let's get to the second definition. So the, the next one that's within this post that um, Bridget kind of pulled together, um, in this case, they were asking, could you, they asked somebody on Tumblr back in the day, could you please explain what exactly is a soft dom? And their, this person's definition was, Soft doms are less about ownership, pain play, and obedience. It's affectionate guidance. They encourage rather than challenge. You won't find a lot of aggression in their style. They're um, doting figures who often please while hard doms and their subs enjoy some level of denial. Soft doms also don't degrade and punish. They usually aren't sadistic or tough in their tone. The vocabulary is neither crude nor extremely direct. The dialogue is gentle as an analogy. French has soft dom vibes. German is hard dom territory. That is their analogy. If you fundamentally disagree with that, I'm sorry, because I don't, I don't know. Uh, they aren't comfortable acting like they're way above their sub as an authority to worship and kneel before. Rather, they enjoy a bit of adoration and they do a, uh, a lot, I think, of endearment towards their sub as well. A hard dom will praise their sub about how much they can take. Soft doms will praise their sub for being good and sweet, making it rain with rewards. And I'm like, well, apparently I am married in love with and submitting to a 50-50 because in one breath, you can be doting and encouraging and mm -hmm. also tell me filthy fucking things and go, ha ha, I'll make this hurt. And that is not to say that that definition is not mm -hmm. right for somebody as well. I just immediately see the nuance of how it's not, act, doesn't have to be all one or, or all, all the other. other. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's absolutely true. And most times I find myself, you know, you, you kind of touched on it earlier. 
I can go from one mm-hmm. to the other. You know, I can be the, the, the soft daddy. You can be you the know. soft daddy while you're making me cry with pain. And if you think that's impossible, I'm going to challenge you to stretch your imagination a little bit. Oh, yes. He can say the sweetest, kindest, most encouraging words while kissing away my tears and laughing evilly and having that gleam in his eye. You can also <laughs> push me hard, mm-hmm. mean, quote, air quotes on this, mean to me from an absolute place of caring and doting and a, an adornment mm-hmm. and want, because you, you're pushing me consensually and based on our very long history at this point, right. knowing what I can take and knowing where you can push or being willing to be wrong and me being willing to tell you you're wrong um, from a place of concern and knowing that I'm getting mm-hmm. in my own way. And so you're going to exactly. Cause there, there's, there are times I know you, you are your own worst enemy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's, a couple people are, are saying this in the, um, the live chat. And it's a thought that keeps coming back to me. Cause again, I don't want to negate somebody else's very personal label that they, that, that works for them. But I, it, but people are saying it and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna say it too. Um, it's, it's way too one or the other. And my concern is not that somebody go, I am definitely that definition of a soft dom and that's who I am. If you do, if you've done the introspection, you've done the work, you've learned the different things and you're going, I relate to that and that feels right to me, then great. But my concern is for the person who goes, oh, that's what a soft dom is. And I identify with a lot of that. And in two or three weeks, two or three months, two or three minutes, they get an urge or they get a chance to play or their sub provokes something in them in a fun, consensual, kinky way. And now they're doubting who the fuck they are because, oh, I stepped out of bounds. I didn't do a soft dom thing. I did a hard dom thing. Am I allowed? Mm -hmm. Or you have a desire to do something and you go, but wait, am I allowed to do that? I'm a soft dom, right? Or the worst to me, because my squishy baby heart, baby girl heart wants everybody to have like the soft and hard, the hard dom who's like, oh, I can't show that I care about my submissive. That makes me a soft dom. And I'm not, well, because we get very tied to our identities. Okay. And so, I- So there there, there come some misconceptions and, and Rara brought this up in the chat that, you know, there is an idea that a a soft dom is a pushover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, as someone who is is primarily a soft dom, on let paper, me, let I me guess. let let me let me say this. I am an easygoing person. Kayla has said that often enough. Until the moment you're not. But push me, push me, push me, push me until I'm not going to be pushed anymore. And then look out. And here's what's funny because people are like this. That push me thing is dependent upon a lot of factors. It's contextual. Some days this sassy baby girl can push and push and push. And it takes a lot for you to hit your limit and go, no, no more. Not okay. And you at that point... By, by these imperfect definitions become the very definition of a hard dom. And mm-hmm. then there are days when I don't time it right and it takes very little. And we've gone from, by this definition, from soft dom to hard dom mode. 
Because that's the thing. People are more than a singular definition. And I understand we have to try to, when these terms start coming up and and people start using them, there is absolutely a desire. And I would even say a need to try to define them. Like, what are we actually talking about? Because until we have an idea of what we're talking about, we can neither accept nor reject them. It's like, this doesn't mean anything. Um, But in a world, especially an online world, but definitely in person where people want to try to define what the right way is and the true way is, these kinds of terms tend to make me a little bit nervous for people who have not had enough time in their their selves and in their lives and in their experience with kink to figure out who they are and get comfortable with it. Because if, if a community online or otherwise defines soft dom in a way and somebody rocks up and they're like, yeah, I identify with a lot of that, but then they do something that quote, makes them a hard dom, whatever the fuck that's supposed mm. to mean. Well, now they're being told they're not really this or they're not really that. And it's like, th- this is the limiting factor of a lot of labels and titles yeah. we use um, because actually we all contain multitudes. We get to be all kinds of things. I think it was at the Friday night hangout when somebody asked, how do I um, sort of wrap my mind around being both a baby girl and you know playful and a service missive. And I said then, I used to compartmentalize and now it's much more fluid. And I think mm-hmm. that if you start out compartmentalizing, that's fine. But I think as you grow comfortable with yourself, and if you're in a, especially in a long-term relationship or you have enough relationship situations where you can kind of figure yourself out, you become comfortable in, in a power exchange. I just think it becomes a lot more fluid and it doesn't always require an explanation. Like I can know that one moment was very much my service sub self, me making coffee for this recording. Mm-hmm. That was my service sub self. Me being silly while I'm handing it to you and joking and teasing is my baby girl self. And I don't have to separate those two out. And I blended them and flowed with them in half a second, if that. I don't have to have an explanation for exactly who I was in every single moment to know that it is a valid part of who I am and even understand which part of me might have been in charge there. Quite frankly, my baby girl side and my service submissive side and my sexual submissive side can absolutely layer together and enmesh sometimes Mm -hmm. 50-50. Like sometimes we're going hardcore in, you know, it's been a while, but when we were, we could be going hardcore in some sexy, kinky stuff. I'm very much in my sexual submissive space. You might've been very much in your sadistic space and I'll giggle like the baby girl I am. And it fits, it's not Mm -hmm. out of place simply because it didn't inhabit that specific role that we were kind of in. Like we are all of the things that we are all of the time, even if we're only presenting a part of it at one time. And that's where I I don't like these these yes no this that right. kind of labels so much mm-hmm. because it doesn't if people don't talk about the fact that you can be both and here's what both could look like because I think most of us are both dom right. sub does whatever the title is and and like then, you said earlier even for myself I've slipped very fluidly between the two mm-hmm. you know and. Uh, Last night at the munch, I mean, I I had uh, was talking with somebody, <coughs> excuse me, and 
you know, about something we've, we've said about DS just in general, how much of a spectrum it is, mm-hmm. you know, you pick and choose what works for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. You know, there's there's no rules saying you have to follow this path. You you can follow the path and and branch off in any direction you and want. And bring other bits into the path. Right. It's why I don't have a problem. I think people have sometimes a problem with me using the blanket term little to kind of describe where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'm a baby girl who who. I reject sounds harsh, but maybe that's the right term. I reject a lot of the, be very careful, the terms we use here, air quotes here, the typical or the standard or the normal Mm. or the common ways that littles get defined. I don't do a lot of those things. No. And I'm perfectly comfortable going, yeah, as a baby girl, that's kind of under the little spectrum and I'm fine with that. Because what people often forget, especially when they're newer or they're trying out new labels and identities for themselves and trying to figure out where they fit and what they're into is that it's a, like an all or nothing. Like, oh, well, here's the all the things a little can be. And I'm half of that. I only want three bits of that. Uh, there's a list of 100 and I go for three things on that list of 100. Does that mean I can't call myself a little? No. It also is the, okay, I call myself a little, but man, I love this part out of service submission and I love this part out of the you know mm-hmm. slave identity. And I love this part out of sexual submission. Oh, yeah. am I still allowed to call myself a little when actually I'm all of these things? And I think the fallacy lies in the moment you ask, am I allowed to do this? Well, the question, the answer is, do you have consent of a partner if it's a partnership thing? Does it feel right to you? That, that that's it yeah that that's it so yeah. soft dom hard dom has those same limitations of we're trying to say you're this end of a spectrum or you're that end of a mm-hmm. spectrum and ignore that 99.9 percent of people are going to be somewhere in the middle right and and something that's being brought up in chat right now is perception mm-hmm. perception mm-hmm. plays such a big part of that because what may be soft to some could be hard to others and definitely what's hard to some people is soft and easy and squishy and kind mm -hmm. and and rara made a good point it's like if i make a rule that sounds harsh but i did it out of love and concern for my partner which one am i yeah because you're both and neither at the same time because those definitions are limiting those ideas of what soft and hard mean are Mm -hmm. limiting Mm -hmm. but i mean soft and hard Think about this. I was going to make the analogy, okay, a pillow and a rock. But hell, how many pillows have we tried? We're like, that's a soft pillow. That's a hard pillow. But all pillows are soft. Are they? Are they though? <laughs> I mean, all rocks are hard. Unless yeah. they're melting and then yeah. they're soft and squishy, but don't touch them because they're probably real hot. That analogy went off the rails quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I get it. I get it. I get the idea of wanting to have easy, quick answers easy, quick understandings of things, figure out how you're going to classify yourself, put yourself in that role and go, I know who I am. I never have to think about Mm -hmm. this again, but life doesn't work that way. And for some people, they'll be able to pick whatever label they want, soft, dumb, hard, dumb, something else, something else, who cares? And move along in life for a while very easily, but something's going to happen that's going to go, but wait, Mm -hmm. that doesn't fit the understanding I have of what this is because I have using somebody else's definition of what yeah. this is instead of defining it for myself. I mean, I know even for myself, 
anymore. Um, I don't really use labels as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, because what we have become, what we are, is not really defined by those words anymore. We are what works for us and we are what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. And we are what keeps our household and our life going. Mm-hmm. Now, those words and those terms, especially when I came into the lifestyle, gave me an understanding. Mm-hmm. We have to have a common language. Where the hell are we mm-hmm. going to even begin to try and understand um, ourselves without it, it? It gave me a baseline and somewhere to start mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. If you are like, I'm totally a soft dom. I'm totally a hard dom. Cool. Consider that a starting point. Mm -hmm. Consider however you define it today to be less nuanced than it's going to be in six months or 10 years from now. Because you're hopefully if you're moving through life as most of us do, hopefully you're learning new things about yourself inside and outside of kink. You're going to come across either new partners or new situations with an existing partner that defy everything you thought you knew before where the thing you once thought of as super harsh and that was out of line for you is the only right thing you can do for this partner. Like I can understand some soft squidgy doms being like, I don't set harsh rules and you know, I'm I'm not going to raise my voice and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to create, you know, air quote here, mean punishments mm-hmm. that, that doesn't feel right to me. And okay, that doesn't have to feel right to you. Until the day you have a partner where your agreement is you're going to help them with something health related. Um, and the only way to kind of work through that is to set what feel what previous you would have called a harsh rule. But it's a helpful rule. It's a it's a care and devotion and love of your partner's needs sure. rule. So, you know, just that would be the thing I would say of anybody who is drawn to these terms and is using them for themselves is to just be very careful about how um much you cling to a specific definition you know i absolutely think if you wanted to call yourself a soft dom i would go okay sure i'm gonna keep calling you daddy until you tell me otherwise but okay sure (laughs) but i also think that if i asked you what does that mean to you you would pull all the different pieces parts of yourself Mm -hmm. together now Mm -hmm. i do want to point this out and i think this is also a matter of perspective and so some people will see it on other side different differing sides i have seen in some discourse usually again in screenshots of tweets on other platforms (laughs) there's a ranking well which one's better or worse now first of all there's no role or title or label or identifying factor in kink that's better or worse in general like we don't we don't rank them this way right it's about what speaks to you and what doesn't but when i see the generic conversations about soft dom hard dom there is Mm, sort of a patriarchal (laughs) (laughs) sort of all of our old cultural societal standards coming into play at least in the western world of oh well soft dom is weak hard dom is strong and to that i would say fuck you and the horse you rode in on (laughs) it is actually no it's if there is weak i don't even know how i would begin to describe what i would think of weakness in 
kink at all other than a weakness of character to violate consent a weakness of character to not get consent a weakness of character to to refuse absolutely refuse to communicate clearly that's weak to me (laughs) but when i see the discourse on social media where you know people don't think there are consequences for their words sometimes yeah that is often how that's presented. And I get really fucking offended really fucking quick because I see in the written definition of soft dom, hard dom, I do mm-hmm. see a lot of you on that soft dom side. Yeah. I like your sensual dom kind of way of how you used to describe it better. Mm-hmm. And I get offended for you because you're you're the fucking strongest person I know. Done and fucking done. Like, how dare some rando person who doesn't even know you exist anyway on the fucking internet imply that the man I fucking love and submit to every goddamn day is not strong as fuck. And what does strength even mean? Because that's a really subjective term, too. We're not talking about physical strength most of the time. It's usually emotional strength or mental strength or whatever, whatever. Just like I think it takes a great amount of strength to give up control to another human being as a submissive, I think it takes a great, it should take a great amount of strength to take responsibility of the control and power and to do it well and to care about doing it well. But that is that is part of that conversation too. And I bristle at that every fucking time, every fucking time. (laughs) Especially since it does take a certain level of, of strength from I don't care what your gender is as a dom to be vulnerable in the way that you let a softer side of yourself come out. However you would describe your dominance, when you allow a soft, squishy, intimate, vulnerable part of yourself, however that manifests to come out, that is a a source of strength. And often, but not Mm -hmm. always, soft, the softness is associated with vulnerability because when we're vulnerable, yeah. we're saying a real thing about ourselves. And, we're and exposing say, our our insides a little bit. You know, the the same way it's it's mostly attributed to you know submissives to being allowing themselves to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. but the same goes for the big D. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is a certain vulnerability in in what we do as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that if you're a dom who is not being vulnerable, you are missing out on a <laughs> massive part of what it means to be a dominant, what it means to be in a power exchange. And there's like a lot of growth being missed out on and a lot of fun and a lot of a lot of a lot of things. And we yeah. already did that episode on vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But again, when, you know, if you're running in circles where you're either a soft dom or a hard dom, where not that anybody needs this, but where's the permission for the hard dom to be vulnerable? Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that's the thing too. I mean, there's nothing that says a hard dom cannot be. They absolutely vulnerable. should be. They, yeah. But how many I mean, doms do have we met who, even if they didn't use this language, because for us it is fairly new, yeah, based on this kind of definition, probably would have identified more closely with a hard dom. They would have used a different term or, or not. Mm-hmm. And how many have we talked to? where the concept of kind of at least a little bit bearing your soul to your submissive is a completely foreign concept and they can't imagine yeah. it. Too scary, too much. That will take away their dominance mm-hmm. somehow. No, the fuck it won't. Yeah, if you but, needed that but there, there, there was a time when there was a, a firm belief for many people mm-hmm. in this lifestyle that to have to be a dominant and be involved with a submissive 
love could not be in the equation. You could not have a loving relationship. Yeah, if you loved them, then you weren't really. Yeah. Yeah. That's just then, sad then, to then me. you could not be impartial enough to. I don't want you to be fucking impartial. Yeah. Well, I'm, but that was. I know. Yeah. I understand. But that's that's my point. Yeah. When I think of it now with my understanding and my experience, I, I understand some sexiness to it. And I mm-hmm. use the term sexy because sexual submissive. I understand the appeal in a scene for you to appear to be impartial. Yeah. But true impartiality, which is tr- difficult because we all have biases. Right. And we all have there's context and we all have we're all humans. But if you were truly impartial, you would look upon a cry of pain or a wince or a way I move my body and go, it can't be that bad. Right. She could take more. Whereas the person mm-hmm. who fucking cares about me and is not impartial is like, you know what? I'm going to take a beat here and just lean in and go, everything okay? Give me a color. Because I'm not so impartial that the outcome doesn't actually fucking matter. It matters very fucking much. And yeah. that is one view of how impartiality can it's not always the case with impartiality, but it it kind of is. It's sort of that, um, what's the, there's been one analogy that keeps, I keep seeing around and it's the, oh, it's the wildlife photographer who's taking the picture while the lion takes down the fucking gazelle. That's impartiality. Like I'm just here to document the experience. Mm-hmm. One, as a dominant, as a submissive, we are participants in the experience in part, there True. can be a feigned impartiality that's part of the scene, that's part of the dynamic, that's hot and exciting and gets you, like, whatever, whatever, absolutely. But on a human level, no. Yeah. There's got to be some partiality. Like, take the M out. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of, like, be, be a little partial to me, care about me on a human level. Like, yeah. even if you don't love me and you don't want to spend the rest of your life with me, care about me like you would hopefully care about another human being if you saw them, right, right. you know, in trouble somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But see, again, and I, I think it's because terms like soft and hard are loaded. I True. think they're absolutely loaded terms because mm-hmm. there is so much imp- implication. You know, when when a submissive is soft, physically squidgy or just, you know, <laughs> pliable, bendable, for some people, that is a positive. Mm-hmm. And yet... Obviously not for everybody. When you when some people apply that term to a dominant, it is not appealing. Yeah. We are all made up of all things. True. We can we might present more harsh, more soft, you know, more pliable, less pliable, but we have it all within us. It's just one what we relate to and what feels normal to us to present, and also. What do we feel safe to show to other people, whether it's a singular partner or the world, you know, and there's something to having the comfort of the other person. And it doesn't have to be long term. It can just be a vibe you have with the person you've Mm -hmm. you've created that relationship with them where you feel safe to show all the sides of who you are with, you know, say without judgment. There's some sides of ourselves we should probably judge harshly. We're not none of us are perfect but for the most part to be who you are imperfections and all and know that you are safe to show that to the right person and i think when we start talking about Mm -hmm. soft and hard the hard end of the spectrum gets fucked over because the implication is often to be hard you can't show shit be be that entity that two-dimensional figure all the time and i think on an individual level individuals who have 
gain some understanding and some maturity and some experience will go, well, I don't actually feel that about that one person, about my partner. And that's wonderful. That's ultimately what matters most. But then we have these conversations online about it and it becomes very binary. And then you have people who are investigating, they're learning, they're trying to figure out who they are and where do they start most of the time? They start online and they see what people are saying. And then their understanding is skewed. Now, are we collectively responsible for what every newbie and old timer alike thinks from what they see on the internet? Of course not. But I do think we have a collective responsibility. This is a community as wide reaching and fucked up as it often is um, to just be aware and to be mindful and to understand that it's not black and white. It's not this or that it is mm -hmm. all it is. And it is, you know, and the, the more we can unpack some of how we think of terms that are part of the, the, the part of society and culture we're obviously all trying to get away from anyway, because hello, we're all fucking kinky mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. then I think the better off we all are. But, you know, I, I think a lot of the misconceptions mm -hmm. come from people's first impressions Mm -hmm. of what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. you know um let's face it how how ds is portrayed in movies mm -hmm. if it's portrayed at if all. it's portrayed you know sure sure <clears throat> porn mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. right okay yeah very you know much. you're 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 supposed to be this way you're you know right put them in chains and if they're whip not them, dirty and ragged and covered in snot when you're done you didn't do shit you didn't do that, it right yeah. right that's kind of the, yeah. the thinking behind right it. so you know it it's it's a matter of of overcoming those kind of perceptions mm -hmm. that people see mm -hmm. Which is where we go back to last week's rant when I was like, I want you to get good with who you are and be comfortable with who you mm -hmm. are so that when somebody out of their ignorance or just some bullshit tries to tell you you're not really this or you're not really that, you can, I mean, it just doesn't even touch you because you know who you are. Yeah. And it can roll off you and you can be like, mm, mm -hmm. think what you want to think. Or if you feel like, you know, taking the time and energy and labor to correct them, go for it. Yeah. That's what we do here. But I'm pretty sure we're speaking to the choir most right. of the time. I mean, that, that's, that's like, I, I kind of get a kick. I, I, I get a fair number of people that reach out to me. What can I do for punishment? What, what can I do to punish my sub? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know your sub. I, I, I don't know your sub. I don't know anything about them. You're the one who interacts with them on a daily basis. My other favorite is, I know I have to do punishment, but I don't really want to. But I, I, So what do I do? You don't want to do punishment? You don't do punishment. Yeah. There you go. Solved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I part of me wants to like, both hug and shake folks who ask <laughs> questions like that, not because they're asking the questions, but because there's this feeling among all parts of life, we just happen to see it in kink, that there's a right way to do something. And there's only a singular right way. And the first example you saw that spoke to you is the example to follow. And as a recovering perfectionist who likes rules, okay, mm. I understand the urge. If I follow this path that I see, I won't mess it up. I'll get it quote right and it'll all work out. But most of us have lived long enough that that's almost never true. Almost never true. There's some ex moments, but not universally. And what I, I want 
more people to go is to to embrace is okay that's an example that's what i like that's what i don't like okay here's another example i like that i don't like that and pick and and i understand that comes with a certain experience both Mm -hmm. in life and in the lifestyle like the more you do it the easier that can become and confidence can grow and so i guess maybe my heart's breaking that so many of us lack the confidence to go I reject that. I like that. I don't, you know, yeah. I'm going to tweak this to fit me. Like we don't just walk in. Most of us walk in and just do that. And I, that's what I kind of wish we could. And I say that for myself. Anytime I start something new, kinky or not kinky, doesn't matter. Anytime I start something new, I go look for examples of how others have done it. And I've gone, okay, I'll try that way. And I'll try it step by step the exact way they're telling, telling me to. And I still to this day have those moments when it doesn't work out for me. I've gone, oh, I clearly suck at this. No, you don't. I, you just haven't found what works for you. Right. And then the most empowering thing, and I, this is so dumb. This isn't even about kink, but y'all, making bookmarks, okay? <laughs> I tried a method that I saw on a YouTube tutorial and fucked it all up, and it didn't work. And I really thought, what the fuck am I doing? And the moment I went, wait, let me tweak that. Let me try this thing I do know about that has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. I felt so empowered. I was like, this is working for me. Yep. I don't suck at this. Yep, yep, but yep, I had yep. to be willing to go off script a bit. And I think there's enough of us who aren't usually willing to do that until somebody gives us permission. Consider this permission, as long as it's consensual, as long as it's risk aware, as long mm-hmm. as you've communicated, go the fuck off script. Just just right. fuck the script. I mean, you know, come on, we're already stepped outside the box. Sometimes you gotta take a little further step to find what, mm-hmm. what works for you. Mm-hmm. And the scripts being written by what a soft dom is and what a hard dom is, mm-hmm. I really don't think they serve anybody, even those who are identifying with the terms, because I think those definitions, if you're gonna go by a written definition or the examples you're seeing in those Twitter mm-hmm. screenshots is immediately limiting. Because it's in, it can't, 280 characters on a tweak cannot encompass no. the entire human experience. Certainly not even the entire experience of what it means to be a dominant. No. I didn't think this was going to be a rant episode, but okay. So, final <laughs> thoughts on soft dom, hard dom. I support anybody who wants to use the term. I caution you mm-hmm. to uh, be open to it not being one or the other. But I will also say it is not a term I'm going to want to use for you or any dom no me me either i'm gonna have questions if i meet somebody like i'm a soft dom and we're like okay hold on i have a i have a series of questions for you i hope you're ready for this interview process Mm -hmm. um yeah not not myself either i'm not terms i would use Mm -hmm. on a on a regular basis Mm -hmm. um take the understanding of of them and pick what you want right if you want to use the term soft dom if you want to use the term hard dom Mm -hmm. make up your own fucking definition take the bits that work for you and then Mm -hmm. reject the rest and allow yourself to go i am a soft dom because of these reasons but also i pull from the hard dom definition and i'm still this is still who i am don't don't get caught up in the box of of what the term is Mm -hmm. but look at what's behind behind them actually and you know dabble play explore yep you know um and if the question comes to you ever within your 
how you've defined a label for yourself. Am I allowed to do this or should I do this? You're think it's a binary thinking. You've are like yeah. you already are not fitting what however you narrowly defined that that label previously. And and mm. that's the question it shouldn't be a question am I allowed to or should yeah. I do this? It's how can I do this? How can I how can I fit this into mm-hmm. who I am? Mm-hmm. And if that means you reject a label that was very important to you in your early days of kink, then you reject the label. You were a sir kind of dom yeah. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I am to another partner you might be. Like depends on the vibe. Right. But for us, you're daddy. Yeah. And whatever the hell that means. Which is why you don't hear us define too too strictly what it means to be a daddy because daddy's kind of a vibe. It's like right. it's a mood mm-hmm. more than a prescriptive set of tasks. Now, caregiver, I will try to define a little bit just to give some parameters and a yeah. common understanding. We did that episode ages ago as well. But your definition of daddy does not have to match the next person's definition of daddy for both to be true mm-hmm. because they are. But also, I think daddy's just a mood. Like, some yeah. people just give off daddy vibes, and they don't even want to be called daddy. But I'm like, in my head, I'm calling you daddy. I'm so fine. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, pick the labels you want. But, man, do some do the inner work to really mm-hmm. think about those definitions. Yeah. And, and watch yourself when you start limiting yourself and your reactions and what you do because you think it doesn't fit the role you've put yourself into because now you're in a box and yeah. you're not gonna have no damn fun that way no i mean no. unless one of your kinks is being in a box I mean, <laughs> look i'm gonna i'm gonna offer you cat treats because i'm gonna assume you're part cat. i was reading somebody talking about that the other day mm, okay yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly maddie points out yeah you're a southern sir yeah like it's still your handle it is it is. But it's it's just kind of stuck with me all these years and that's yeah. It's actually weird to me when people reach out to us. First of all, I I I think it's sweet when people want to be respectful and they call me ma'am or miss. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am not I'm not old enough for either. Thanks. Um <laughs> but when they I don't want strange people to call you daddy without your permission. Like that bothers mm-hmm. me. But when they call you sir, I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, you. As long as yeah. you don't mind, it doesn't matter. But, it's, it, yeah. And yeah. please don't call me Miss or Ma'am. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with like seven year olds doing that. That's fine. I'm Southern. Like yeah. that's how we're raised around here. But <laughs> no, no, please don't. You have my permission to just call me Kayla. It's, it's that's my name. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So I think that's all. Was there anything else you wanted? No. To? No. 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 I, I think. Um, that's we, enough. Yeah. We will link to the um, blog post we were referencing mm-hmm. where Bridget mm-hmm. was talking about her experience with, you know, what so- she feels like soft on means, but she also put in the definitions she found if you want to like pour over them, take a look. Um, and uh, yeah. So we'll go into a bonus section. Mm-hmm. So are we good? I don't know. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky, y'all. I will see you next time. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Well, you, you know, you're very good today, girl. You gave me time to do my thing. and So, you know, as a reward for that, I think, yes, you can go ahead and talk to the crickets. Thank you, Daddy. I also kept you on schedule and on task. 
<laughs> and I know that doesn't make any sense to people who have a very specific view of what being a dom being a sub means, but I am a service submissive and it is my job to control the schedule. <laughs> That's true. So I don't tell him what we're doing next I, or I don't tell him what to do or that he has to start to do the thing. I just advise him uh, on what time we it is and what we need to do and then mm-hmm. when I'll be ready. And so will he be ready? And so I'm not telling him what to do, but I am keeping him on schedule. <laughs> the mental and gymnastics a, and a taste. fine job you do with that because there are times i need that i'm going in so many different directions I, I don't know which side is up i know i did was it uh instagram reel yesterday the day before yeah, recording yesterday. so tuesday where i talked yesterday. about uh being a little bit about being a service submissive in a very i think a very goofball humorous way but um <laughs> you know i got into a little bit of a conversation in the comments about you know how people a person worried that they were telling their partner what to do and that they were in charge because they were doing all this admin and it, it's a mindset shift. If I'm doing it in service of you to make your life easier and mine, let's be real, mm-hmm. then I, I can think of it as a submissive act. If I have to do it because, and I, I'm not, do, there's no purpose behind it other than, well, somebody has got to do it. I guess it's me. Then yeah. And I don't think of it that way, but yeah. Mental gymnastics. It's fun. So, bonus section, uh, mm-hmm. podcast listeners, this will not matter to you because you you're listening on Friday at the earliest, uh, but we did live stream earlier because kids in school and all that. Um, <laughs> because the kids are getting out of school early today, day of recording, the 16-year-old is finally getting an afternoon that he can spend with his girlfriend and he has permission to bring her over and that's fine. And because of the way his schedule works, he had a gap in his day today to um, come home. And he did to clean his room yeah. before his girlfriend came over. And I just looked at him and went, I think she should come over more often. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I told you, him. You, you voiced what I was thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're not just, you know, he has said, and I recognize it, that the state of his room follows his mental health. So when it's, he's going through it and it's tough for him, man, his room reflects it. Um, mm. And when he starts feeling good, he'll pick up his room. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll do what he needs to do, but it doesn't matter where his head's at. If his girlfriend's coming over, he's picking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the point of, yes, we could see the floor and the carpet and things were actually hung up on hangers. And I think he started a load of laundry and then he febrezed the fuck out of the room. He oh. even vacuumed it. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Damn. Yep. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like his girlfriend for a variety of reasons, but oh, yeah. but that's definitely a bonus point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he started his new job, like officially, like not orientation stuff. He had his right. first uh, shifts Monday and Tuesday night is fast food. Uh, he now no longer wants to eat that particular <laughs> <laughs> As is the case most times with... Uh... Yeah, and my favorite is him coming. And I understand I'm not negating his experience. I know he, this is real, but he'll come home at the end of the night and be like, I am so tired. What do you mean I have to go back tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, baby, welcome welcome to the world of uh, yep. being a working stiff and having yep. to go to a job. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the first the first shift, was, he came home and he was like, I 
what have I done to myself? And the second shift went easier for him, even yeah. though it was the same work and he was just as tired. He's like, okay, okay. I, he said, how do you, how do people get through this when you're like, you got to have the job and you, uh? I said, you think about the paycheck you're going to get. I said, especially at your age, baby, we're not making you pay bills other than your gas money. So just think about the money you're making. Because <laughs> sometimes that's just what gets you through from one day to the next is okay. Mm-hmm. I got I need a paycheck. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, but, um, and the 12 year old's good. He's just yeah. as ornery as his mama has ever been. So we're, we're peas and <laughs> pods there. The family. Uh, Lola and Onyx are good. Onyx. Okay. So Onyx has a very, we've talked about it before. Cause she started doing it. Her very, very solid routine of coming to sit in JB's lap when he is yeah. sitting at his desk in his yeah. computer chair. And she actually does it multiple times through the day if she can. She loves to be in your lap. Yesterday, you and I are talking and you swiveled your chair so that the back of the chair was facing the desk, which is how Onyx Mm -hmm. enters. She'll come through the window across the desk, knock everything off the desk, come to your lap. Well, she did that. She made her entrance, but the back of your chair is what she got. Now, how this sweet, sweet, well, ornery ass fucking cat <laughs> didn't think to just kind of jump over the back of the chair and come down yeah. your shoulder. I don't know. I guess she just hasn't had experience with it. So you're talking to me and we had to have this conversation and you, we wanted to finish it before you could twist back to Onyx so she could sit in your lap. And all I saw were these black paws and these golden eyes come up over the back of your chair looking very concerned. Like... This Hello? is not how it's supposed to be. Hell, and she was stretched to her full, and it never, like, she never just bought. Yeah. And then you slowly turned, and she daintily got in your lap and did that subtle thing that cats do. Mm-hmm. And then she sat there and she looked at me like, okay, you, you may continue now. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> and Ella's still, I think all of, all of our girls, except for Lola. Are all of us in this house except for Lola? I would classify as ornery in some way. Um, I don't know the technical definition of ornery, and I don't know if it's just a country and or southern term. Uh, so if you're not familiar with it, cranky, crotchety, crotchety is another one. Is that just a country slash? I because yeah. country is different from southern. You could be country and be in any from any part of the world. That's rural. I can't say that you, word country. There, there, there were there were ornery folks up in the mountains. Right, in New right, York right, right, too, right. But yeah. did you use the term ornery oh, to yeah. describe them? Okay. Oh, I yeah. don't I'll ever know if a term is regional mm-hmm. or if it's like no, really. We, like, we use that term. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, so I have so many cat hairs all over my face, and they're making my <laughs> nose itch. Um, yeah, Lola's been doing what she's doing now and just yeah. snoozing and snoring she, um, in the background she, she's just been sleeping through our winter here i don't blame you know, her long winter naps uh, she finally settled down on her bed over here next to the table and you know yeah bef- and i know a few folks i think heard her snoring in the live stream <laughs> How do you not <laughs> she also walked past the tripod where the camera's set up and the cords are strung out yeah and just like bumped into them so if the camera moved blame lola mm-hmm. um have we got anything we've got going on? I mean, we got stuff going on. We always do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we're just doing our same old thing. Pretty much. Um, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other and, and getting through one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just keeping on keeping on. Mm-hmm. 
you might you might finally have everything settled from your motorcycle accident in the next couple weeks yeah oh my gosh i hope so i hope so yet another call to the billing department to look we're actually trying to send this hospital money but they are making it very difficult yeah yeah <laughs> very well so uh, difficult. two more two more calls to the hospital and another uh convo with the insurance adjuster and what's funny before anybody like gets offended on our behalf the insurance company is has cut us a check already yeah but because of florida law they had to make it out to both the hospital and jb until they got some kind of blah blah i'm not gonna go into all the details mm -hmm. but the hospital acts like they've never heard of this blah blah that the insurance company yeah. needs even though it's florida law and, I'm and like, yeah and and the insurance company is in in, in you know ins insisting that this is florida law and uh yeah so it, it's uh uh, been a hot mess and i'm hoping that finally getting down to the end of it all and and getting that all settled and and off of yeah, i just kind of want to close the chapter on yeah. that moment the car I mean, chapter it, is closed it i, I good, mean that the, that's the bike. that's that's something that um <clears throat> that um really kind of bugs me your your thing with the car was just like bam 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 yeah. and you know done and over here's this for that here take care of that for that this and this and and it was all done and over with and and this is like a, this is, a hot mess this is strong out yeah we actually were very fortunate our health insurance got our costs for your hospital bill way the hell they down. did like way they did. the hell down. they did and we're technically out of network but because it was an emergency apparently they made um and um an exception yeah. and they worked with the hospital and right like way the hell down mm -hmm. um but now it's like we actually would like to pay you could you right could you make this a little easier I, I, on us I, we'll I, send you money we I, promise I, I want this settled i want you know um everybody to get what they supposed to get and you know see what's going to come clear when the dust settles and and move on mm -hmm. exactly exactly so. uh, andre asked in the live chat any update on the availability of purple heart um, for the kinkery if anybody's confused the kinkery.com yeah. um andre i'm not sure just yet um i'm i'm still trying to get a hold of black walnut <laughs> well and we have you had a couple of pieces of purple heart to do a couple of things with yeah and i think you have a couple in the works not I, enough to like have everything everywhere be purple heart but yeah no um i i did have I, I did have some uh some purple heart laying around it was some a, you know smaller piece um those are going to be turned turned into pounders and um there will be some purple heart knives but as far as you know anything major with purple heart not quite yet mm -hmm. um i'm hoping by the end of the week to get with my sawmill guy and um, see where he's at on getting things restocked and get my butt over there and mm -hmm. get some stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean I'm 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 stomping at the bit. I've been been working through all the the cherry and maple and yeah. If you like you know, cherry and maple, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the, the cherry and maple. Uh, pretty much worked through all that to get things restocked um there was some some rosewood mm -hmm. that i had that that have, that's already um been restocked but the uh the purple heart yeah I'm, I'm hoping to get a little bit more of that next time but i'm trying to do it in one trip and i'm waiting for the black walnut 
yeah to come available yeah we do so. yeah we definitely need that um i meant to do this at the end of the actual episode and not just the the bonus section oops uh we have one other like it's several several weeks from now where we're gonna tackle another term that's new to us mm-hmm. um but if there are other terms you see like around online that you're like what does that even mean or i bet kayla would rant about that uh, <laughs> feel free to like uh email us use our contact page on our website um patrons can always dm us um if you leave it as a um live chat comment i will never see it again but if you leave it as an actual comment on the youtube video <laughs> yeah i will see that um if there are terms that you see around the internet related to titles or labels that you're like what does that mean or what would kayla and jb think about that term mm-hmm. um because we're happy to i kind of want to do more of that and i want to do them and i don't want to do short soundbite videos or mini episodes i want to do longer conversations how can i have the space to stretch and rant if i confine myself to like 15 or 20 minutes that's not enough time to get all the ranting in yes yes so, yes yeah but um uh, x asked have you ever done anything with bloodwood Yes. Many things. I, I, I love Bloodwood. Um, and just prior to the holidays, I did get a piece, but I never got to do anything with it. Mm. And um, then I, in digging through my wood pile. Y'all should see this man's damn wood pile. <laughs> I, I found a piece of um, quilted Bloodwood. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that piece had cracked, so I could not use it for what I really would have liked to for the, the, the shape of the piece. But I was able to cut the quilted bloodwood down so that there will be knives mm-hmm. made with the quilted bloodwood. Now, the other bloodwood, um, I was not able to get big pieces. But um, there will be pounders mm-hmm. coming that are made of bloodwood. I love bloodwood. Um, that bloodwood was a bear to work with. I will honestly say that was almost probably heavier mm. than the purple heart. And purple heart's a heavy wood. Yeah. You want a solid fucking paddle? Um, pick a purple heart. One. Just Holy just pass just passing that bloodwood through the the sander i had to go very slow and make multiple passes to get that wood sanded down just right the one that caught my attention and I, you must have had a very small piece of it because it has you have not seen a lot of it come through so we, we've talked about purple heart which is mm-hmm. y'all it's a purple wood if you're not familiar with it it's yeah. very purple you made at least one thing maybe a couple others but i know of one thing with red heart yeah and that was red y'all red like crimson red i would say redder than bloodwood yes yeah red yeah red, red heart's heart. hard to come hard to come um, by too yeah though i that that piece i had um i i went to a at the time new to me sawmill mm-hmm. with a with a buddy of mine and he was there buying big pieces of wood for for a project he was working on and i wasn't really looking for anything at the time but they had a single piece of red heart sitting there leaning against the shelf all by its little lonesome and you're coming home with me and and i was like i will give you a good home 
I, 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 I will. I, I, I will love you and, and cherish, cherish you, you and cuddle you, you and call, squeeze you and call, call you George. George. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, I and that was that was a nice wood to work with, and that really That's was a, a a very stark red color. Yeah, yeah, like red. red. Now, not as heavy. No, as the bloodwood or the purple heart, but it it had some beautiful, beautiful grain mm-hmm. to it. I haven't been back there since to see if they have any yeah, more. Yeah, that was like it's like your second choice sawmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, yeah. so there, what we tried to do last year, and we're working on it, and now we're dealing with supply issues, is we tried to standardize some of the woods that we knew we could you could basically get most of the time. So there was a certain staple that you could be like okay it's gonna be in black walnut it's gonna be in Mm -hmm. cherry it's gonna be in uh, first maple and now i think you're moving to ash a little bit and that's fine and then when you got lucky enough to find a a piece of purple heart or bloodwood or red heart or whatever tiger wood or whatever whatever you could take advantage of it and make there we don't call them limited edition but they end up being limited edition because that's not something that we can always get every single time right um and then you get you can only because they're expensive pieces of wood you can only get so much within a budget and so then it's like okay how do i maximize this one piece of wood to make the most amount of stuff and that's why i think a lot of it um like you'll get a few paddles out of something and the next thing you know we got like 10 knives and eight slapsticks because scrap pieces and you cut something down and it was well, a smaller piece that you not even use. so much scrap but i i try to maximize every piece of wood so that there there is no waste you know yeah i i i i hate waste and and i try to um you know maximize as much as i can from the wood I, I have an actual scrap barrel in my shop. It's actually a five-gallon Lowe's bucket. And after six months, it was finally full. Mm-hmm. And it went to the burn pile. You know, but at, to fill that after six months, I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something right. I'm, I'm, you know, making the most because I... You know, even when I when I turned wood, I mean, you know, I I'd pick up scrap pieces of wood that most people would. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, toss it, to the wayside, but I I would find a way to make it beautiful. <laughs> and it helps that you actually it depends on what you're making for how much wood you need. So when we make evil, I say we when you make evil <laughs> sticks, that's a small piece of wood that you turn. Mm-hmm. So you can use an end bit of something else. Um, I know you're working on them, although I've only seen a couple because I haven't been out to the shop. It's cold outside, y'all. Um, <laughs> I know you're working on more anal plugs, and those yes. you can use smaller pieces of wood for sometimes. Sometimes. When no, I say no, smaller, no. I mean not as flat and as long as you need for a paddle. Like, that's going to be a shorter piece those, of wood. Those need to be square, right. heavy square pieces of wood. Which... I, I you, What I get from the sawmill, I can't use that at all. Right. That was where I was going with that. Okay. <laughs> that was where it's going with that. Sounds like you were trying to explain my business to me. <laughs> trying to explain your business to them. <laughs> um, for somebody who is, is not allowed near anything with a blade, I have picked up some stuff by osmosis. Okay. <laughs> not a lot, but enough. <laughs> so, yeah, it's you make do with what you have. 
which is good. One, it it means you're not tossing good wood or burning good wood. Mm-hmm. And two, it means that you stretch our wood buying budget as far as possible. I try. I try. So. I do try. So, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's it for us. If all this talk of wood stuff has got you, like, intrigued, uh, mm-hmm. thekinkery.com. Yeah, the month of January is dedicated to restocking. Uh, in February, you will still be restocking. Oh, yeah. But we're you and I are going to work on some some new stuff coming yes. up. Yep. Uh, it's very exciting. So, um, yeah. Subsplaining. Yeah. <laughs> if I think subsplaining would mean me being more of service to you, I will do it. With zero regret. Uh, <laughs> All right. On that note. We're going to go. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. However you're here, we're glad you are. Mm-hmm. Um, especially by staying to the bitter end. Uh, and... We'll be back next week. Always glad to have you folks with us. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.